This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. Today's guest is a 4-6 self-projected projector. She is a health and wellness coach that I met on Clubhouse. I have been meeting so many people through Clubhouse. So if you haven't checked it out, if you're into human design, you should check it out. Everybody, please welcome Whitney. Hi, Whitney. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being in Clubhouse and for being on the pod. Um, I guess where we'll start is I'm curious to know how you were introduced to human design. Um, so actually a mutual friend of ours now, uh, Cody Lee, uh, <laughs> who mm-hmm. is actually the person I started the clubhouse with, um, she was my life coach for, um, a few years and we did a lot of work together and she kind of helped me unleash a lot. And she actually kind of like fell into human design. And then she walked into my business one day and was like, you have to check this out. So we ran my mm-hmm. chart and then we started reading some things and I was like, oh my God, that's me. And she was like, I know it's so crazy. Um, so that's really kind of, that's really kind of how it, it started. You know, our friendship blossomed out of um, us working together really. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are three, maybe four, almost four years later <laughs> since I've met her. And not only is my life completely different, but you know, I'm grateful to be knowing and learning more about human design every day and how to live in and how to live in my energy and my design and my you know I I have to credit you know the last 18 months specifically in my life Mm -hmm. for sure to what I've learned and grown through in human design absolutely me too man the last for me it's been like yeah the last maybe six months or so I feel like I've been exposed to so many different new opportunities and experiences around human design Mm-hmm. And for me, I've always had this mental block of if you're, if it doesn't make you money, then it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. I've really had to work on that, especially lately because hanging out in clubhouse with your friends doesn't make you any money. As you know, <laughs> I mean, you, unless you're one of those fancy people that they got to be like a, I don't know, I guess there's ways, but that's not the point for us. And I feel like yeah. you probably feel yeah. the same way. It's the connection. It's the hearing other people's experience with human design and the old me would have thought that that was a waste of time and would never even have thought that Clubhouse would be something that I'd be interested in. Now I, I moderate the Projector You're Invited group um, with three other wonderful human beings. And we have two to three Clubhouses a week. And it's, it's really fun and fulfilling in a way that I don't think I knew was possible before because it's not money. And right. I know that makes me sound, I, I don't know if that makes me sound like a really materialistic person, but I think to no, me, money equals safety. Money equals I'm safe in life and I can survive if I have money. And so I should put a lot of my time towards that. And now me I've too. shifted. Me too. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Same way. Yeah. And I'm trying to shift it to what's the experience? What are you getting out of it? Um, and energetically, and it's, it's all, and, and then that in and of itself is opening like financial doors that I didn't think were, we're going to open. So it's very like, and this is what people always say this. I always hear people say, Hey, if you just, you know, trust the process and our patient, eventually it opens doors for you. And I'm always like, that's bullshit. <laughs> and then stuff <laughs> happens. 
And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And for me, my key is in human design is inconsistency. My chart is very open. I'm a, I'm a three, six. So I'm all about experimentation and showing people what happens in my experimentation. So for me to get right with the fact that I will be supported financially, but it's not going to look the same every week or every month. And that's going to be okay. Like that's kind of where my head's at right now. And I'm working on that. And it's really helping me to not feel so like stuck in this one spot and to be able to branch out and reach out and meet new people, which is a part of my design that I rejected for a long time as projectors were here for the other and we're not here Mm -hmm. to go it alone you know Mm -hmm. we're here Mm -hmm. to 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 have help a little bit I guess you could support I guess is a better word and I'm a very individualistic person I my chart is all individual energy I am a single definition so I (laughs) I want to do it all myself and also I think conditioned we're conditioned as generators as well so I think the idea of I'm going to do it all myself and you're just going to watch me do it is something that's ingrained in us since childhood. And it's, it's one of those things as projectors that, yeah, we are good at doing things quickly and, and, and really prioritizing things in a way that makes us faster when we want to be, but we're not here to do it all. We're not even here to do it, it most. I think we're only here to do some and we've, <laughs> right. and, and I'm letting go of, of my need to be in charge and to be in control. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's see. I looked at your chart and I, I, I feel like whenever I look at someone's chart, I just get really excited about the person and I'm like, Oh, my best friend is a self-projected projector. So I've always, I'm always have a thing for self-projected projectors. And I think it's a really mm-hmm. cool, it's a very interesting subtype of projector. Projectors have the most subtypes of any energy type. And that's, what makes us also different as projectors, yeah, I think. absolutely. Is that we all have sort of a different, we have some authorities um, that other types just will never have just because of the makeup of their charts. So um, I kind of wanted to ask you, when you think of being self-projected, what does that mean for you? Um, honestly, <laughs> I have really, really, really learned to embrace. I mean, and I just, you know, they, I followed my instructions. I wanted to go down the human design rabbit hole, but, um, everybody kind of kept telling me, you know, no, just, just focus on, you know, your, your type and your authority. I was like, okay. So I did that. And the more, the more that I, the more time I spent learning and living in those two things, the more freedom I experienced, because I started mm-hmm. to understand in, you know, in a lot of my life before human design, I, you know, was ridiculed, or I, it was an issue that I talked so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was somebody always had something to say about it. It was always on my report cards. when I was like, really little, it was a problem in my last full time position. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, and, and the more I time I spent learning about it, the more I just understood, no, this is how I process not only life, but all of my own decisions. Um, I need sound boards. So unfortunately up until, you know, probably recently I was able to, you know, I I learned that I'm like, okay, cool. It's really okay that I talk so much. And Mm -hmm. then 
then I brought in the idea that, okay, no, you really kind of, you more or less need soundboards. So you still have to pick and choose who you talk to. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, I, I've gained so much and learned so much in just learning how to listen to myself talk to other yes. people, which is so, you know, it's so weird, but it also, you know, I think it gave me so much freedom and release so much pressure and stress because I was always so worried about like, my gosh, am I talking so much? Am I talking too much? Or like, you know, am I talking too much about myself or what's going on in my life? No, that's just how I process everything. Mm -hmm. So the more, the more I learned to embrace it and the more I learned about it, the more I learned how to embrace what it is and how to live through it. So now I've got the appropriate soundboards and I can make a phone call and say, okay, cool. I really just need you to listen and repeat back to me what you're hearing so that I, if, if I don't hear it myself when I'm talking to them and usually I do, I'm like, okay, cool. There it was. Thanks so much. Right. <laughs> that soundboard is um, like easiest job ever. I just had to sit here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so many times too, as a self-projected projector, like I won't be, now that I know what's going on, I'll kind of catch it after it happens. But like, if I'm just in the middle of a conversation with someone, I can't tell you how many times I just moved to Tulsa like six weeks ago from Kansas city. And so this, the move itself actually was sparked by a conversation I was having with my mom in the backseat of our truck on the way to dinner. I was like, okay, cool. I'm really looking at buying this horse. I want to be able to ride. What if this is my opportunity to expand and get out of the house? Mom, I'm moving to Tulsa. (laughs) And it happened within like maybe four or five minutes. And it was so funny. And she was like, really? I was like, yep. And it's but looking back on pretty much any and all decisions I've ever made. That's pretty much how it happens. Mm -hmm. There's just this, there's just this internal knowing Mm -hmm. and when you say the thing, you know, it's going to happen. And it's, Mm -hmm. I can't, it's so hard to put words to that experience, but when you say it and you know that that's what's in alignment, you're, it's, it's a done deal. Basically you just have to, you just have to live it out. (laughs) So that's been my experience so far. I think I, you know, I really do feel like I'm, still learning every day how to live through it and how to balance it because I do know and I value the fact that as a projector I can sit back and I can watch operations work and all of these different things I'm like okay cool so so much of my life is starting to make sense but so much of it is still an experiment and learning Mm -hmm. how to live through this new lens and decondition the lens that I lived in for 26 years Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I totally agree. And it's really interesting that you brought up that point about a move and how it was connected to a conversation you had, because um, for anyone who doesn't know, self-projected projectors, what define, what makes them what they are is a channel between the throat and the G center. And the G center is all about direction and like knowing where you're going to go in life. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that you had a conversation that led you to your direction is very like seems like a very natural progression for the self-projected projector to be able to talk it out and go, okay, this is where I'm going now. And to be certain with that. And then it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm, I make that happen now. And then you have to figure that part out. But I totally agree with you about getting to a place where, you know, you're certain you have a certainty and then you just have to get it there. You just have to make it happen. But having that certainty and being able to trust it and lean on it is really powerful for 
<clears throat> your type as well as my type. I'm a mental projector. So yeah. I understand the ideas of having to talk out things in, in order to process. And that has been a very interesting journey for me because um, I've always been very quiet and very shy. And so I grew up afraid to speak and it wasn't really anything, one thing that happened to me is just how I yeah. grew up. And I had to really learn that my voice is part of my power. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've really learned to start to trust it and actually believe that people want to hear what I have to say, which is another foreign thing to me. But I think it's really cool that your process of talking is something that you're now like, okay, like that's how it goes. That's, that's just how it goes. And that's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's nothing to, you don't want to try to make yourself smaller simply because of conditioning, which is difficult because we're always working with our conditioning but to be aware of it is super cool. And I think it's awesome that you have people that you can be like, okay, just listen. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you know, I think that's really awesome. Um, right. From looking over your chart, I, I also uh, noticed, I think you only have one channel, right? The one eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The channel of creativity. <laughs> what does that mean to you when you, when you first heard about it or when you think about it? Well, um, I think that's really kind of been bubbling up recently. Um, and that's kind of been something that I've been diving into a little more intently and with more intention. Um, because up until recently, it wasn't necessarily anything that I investigated or learned or, mm -hmm. or thought too much about. Um, but we recently transited through gate eight. Yes, mm -hmm. we were transiting through gate eight and we were, we were talking about it and we're talking about how like this creativity, you know, it designed, it's the whole channel itself is really designed for the idea of not really designed for, but it brings forth the idea to be more of an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. more of a, you know, creative individual. Yes. And so it's funny because I've never really gone too much. I, I am a very creative person, but I've never really spent too much time diving into that part of myself because I've always been so governed by what I call the Capricorn in me and who is, you know, about business, it's about money, it's mm -hmm. about, <laughs> you Logic, know, we're rocking, we're smart working. stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, and so I've always kind of followed, you know, those thought processes into, at the same time, I did fall into a place where I wanted to and developed my own business and worked my business. And, you know, I wanted to build a business, but that wasn't necessarily the way I was trying to do it. Wasn't necessarily what I'm learning is in alignment for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I am currently learning and exploring how to be a little bit more creative, how to, you know, let that part of myself shine a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I did a little work last year, again, with Cody, but we did, <laughs> we did an experiment, a style experiment, and it was all about, you know, how you're dressing reflects your inner truth and all of that jazz. And yeah. so through that process, I learned about how much fun I like to have with my makeup, my hair, the yeah. clothes that I wear, the the way that I like to express myself because I am a fun, happy-go-lucky, really just loving, warm-hearted person mm -hmm. who's very genuine and wants the best for everyone. And in my um, 
you know, now my, my wardrobe reflects that a lot more. I am starting to kind of roll out what does a business look like online, being mm-hmm. a little bit more creative and having a little bit more fun. But I also have to balance out the fact that with that channel comes things like um, three weeks ago, I called my best friend and I was like, how much fun would it be to like dabble in like makeup artistry and like maybe even you know, mm-hmm. wedding planning, and they, they were like, you know, whatever, that's fun, like, okay, cool, and I was like, no, that would be so fun, that would be a great time, and then literally a week later, I was calling the exact same friend saying, hey, you know, what would it look like if I decided to, like, open a franchise of a restaurant, and I owned a restaurant, and I was, like, the owner, and then I kind of had, like, guidance of all of the people in it, and she was like, but weren't you calling me a week ago talking about <laughs> makeup artistry and wedding planning? And I was like, yes. So now that I'm aware of the channel and what kind of energy that brings out, it's okay to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to let these ideas set and then we'll see which ones kind of roll forward and what kind of like gets that concrete hit in my body that's like, okay, no, this is it. And when mm-hmm. I just know, because that's you know, that's the one thing I've learned to recognize is just, I, when I just know, that's right. But when mm-hmm. I'm just throwing things around, that's just ideas and that's energy of the channel. Mm-hmm. Recognizing probably things that I'm very capable of doing, however, maybe not necessarily correct or right for me. But mm-hmm. I, you know, it's been fun. I've been doing a lot of, I've been creating, lately I've started working with, building reels and videos and TikToks and trying to put together, you know, just trying to have a little bit more fun, but also rein it in because I am, you know, I also bringing it in and tying it in with the G center and what I feel like my purpose is here to do as we kind Mm -hmm. of look at my incarnation cross and all of that. Like I genuinely want to teach everyone how to love themselves a little bit more and how Mm -hmm. to show up better for who they are as a person so that they can let their unique light shine better and brighter. Mm -hmm. And I wholeheartedly believe that one of the first ways to do that and one of the first spots to start doing that and start showing yourself who you are Mm -hmm. is by taking care of yourself and your nutrition and what's going into your body and what you're processing. So that's, really where the health and wellness part of it comes in and I'm really kind of starting just on the verge I'm just starting to really mm-hmm. learn how to bring in the channel 18 creativity with what I really feel like I'm here to do to mm-hmm. provide hope and experience and education for people to blossom that's awesome yeah I have uh, gate one as my personality son so and when I when I first learned this, it kind of stumped me for a little bit because in my head, I'm not classically creative. I was like, I don't paint or draw or dance or sing. Like I'm not a creative person. This doesn't make any sense, but it totally does because it's not about traditional creativity. It can be, but it's more about creation and about putting things out into the world. And it doesn't have to look pretty or, or be a song or like be art or anything like that. It's just what you're creating and putting out there into the universe. And so I love that you touch on the fact that it can be a lot of different things and it, it's not just closed off to traditional creativity, you know? Right. I think that yeah. that's super cool. So I wanted to uh, ask you, what was your thoughts when you first found out that you are a projector? 
Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I think I had a really hard time. Um, not necessarily in a way that like I had to, I, I think I just really had a hard time because it, I, I think it was like the moment, it almost felt like the moment I learned about what a projector is and how they're supposed to live. I felt like this huge relief. And it was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like my whole life feels so normalized now because there's a niche here that explains it in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting <laughs> and I've been living 25 years probably as a super generator mm -hmm. because I was, you know, thinking about all the things I did in high school. Like I was in orchestra. I had a full-time, um, not a full-time, I had a part-time job. I was in school. I was an accelerated program in school mm -hmm. that was designed to create holistic thinkers. So our homework and our classes were like so challenging compared mm -hmm. to what we do or what, what a lot of my fellow students were doing. And I was, you know, I was gone every other weekend to go to a horse show. And I look back and I think about the person that I was. And I was like, how? How did I do this? How? Yeah. How was I doing that? Um, and I do, I, I sit back and I look and I was like, oh my gosh, like I was so busy. And even when I was in college, I was a college athlete. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was up from 5 a.m. to 11, like every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and again, I don't know how I did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, I think it was, it was, it was equally mortifying and gratifying all at the same time. Oh, I love so I was that. Like, how am I supposed to relax when I have so much to do in life? Like, mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, there's this constant battle between my, my, my Capricorn parts of me are very, very, very upfront up mm -hmm. and they're here and they're, and that energy is very hard to kind of balance with learn and I'm still learning how to balance them and put them together and intertwine that the energy of the Capricorn and and also the energy of the projector like I want so much and I'm so driven but I also recognize now that I have to like sleep a little bit mm -hmm. um and and relax and even you know embracing things like working horizontally and all of those things yeah. that we learned about but I think it, what, you know, it was really, it was difficult in that I'd been living this life that was a super generator life. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like, okay, I have permission to stop because I've been recognized. And there were other, you know, there were four, maybe five months um, where I like, I saw a counselor because I thought I was depressed, but really, and honestly, like mm -hmm. looking back and processing it, I think there was a little bit of a depression there, but there was also this space of where I really legitimately think I was almost sleeping off 25 years right. of, <laughs> of, of, of overworking myself. Um, and even, even now that I'm li I think the hardest part of doing it and figuring it out is now that I'm living alone and I don't have the energy of another person oh, wow. at all. Like there's days where I'm just like, I'm going to lay here in bed all day. And mm -hmm. obviously that's not productive. <laughs> um, so I think that's my, that's been my most recent challenge. I think, you know, embracing the one eight channel and learning a little bit more about that and how to let it come out in my life, but also how do I live a projector life on my own, um, with, without somebody else's energy. Yeah. That's interesting. My way. 
Yeah, because because you know I live in the apartment and I'm in the apartment all day ish by myself. But then I go to work, and you know I I work a little bit here at the apartment with some of my clients and coaching and all of that. And then I go to my my current full time job. I bartend, serve, and manage mm-hmm. at a at a local restaurant, and I'm bombarded by everybody else's mm-hmm. energy. And I did. I wait tables the, too, so oh, yeah. I know I know that feeling. <laughs> It is, it's, you know, it can be exhausting. The one thing that I did learn very on, um, was before I, before I go into work and when I get out of work, I do a short, like three or four minute meditation in the car Mm -hmm. just to clear my chakras because out of the nine, seven of them are open for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just absorbing everybody else's energy and I'm like, there I learned very on in my that was one of the first things I think I learned in my in my human design journey and learning how to apply that in my life was just how to balance all of that and so that was one of the first things I learned how to do was just do a quick three or four minute meditation just to kind of like clear everything out before I go in so Mm -hmm. I'm not taking anything in with me but then also do it again when I come out so I'm not bringing any of it home um, yeah. which, and that's been game changing for, mm-hmm. for me. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I need to, I need to start doing that. I usually do a few breaths and like this thing where I wipe my arms off to like get everybody's energy off. But I think a meditation would be helpful because mm-hmm. it's a lot of energy that we're taking in. Um, and we can't even identify it because it's so many people we're seeing so many people we're around so many people. So for us to deal with all that and then to leave and have to go into the, our, our, the rest of our life. Um, I had to go down to, I was doing it five days a week for a while. And that really starting to physically mess up my body, but also mess me up in my mind. And so I'm down to three days a week, which feels so much better. And I feel like I'm not a, as much a part of the restaurant like dynamics anymore. I'm not there enough yeah. for all the drama and all the stuff. I, I come uh-huh. in and I'm like, oh, what happened while I was gone? And it's like, oh, this person got fired and this person got hired and this person cussed out this person. And it's just like, I'm not a part of it, but I get to hear about it like it's a TV show. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. See you guys in four days. Right. <laughs> so I, that has I really it. been helpful for me. Yeah. So I have one more question for you. Okay. If you were a pair of shoes, what would you be? Oh man. I wear a pair of shoes. What would I be? I'll share mine so that you can think. I would be like a casual hiking shoe just because I like to be outside and I like comfortable shoes, but I have like this weird thing with like crazy, like high heels and like amazing, like crazy looking shoes. Like I, when I was in my twenties, I loved them and I would wear them all the time. And I'm already five, eight. So I would make myself like over six feet tall. And like, when I see them, I want them. And I'm like, Oh, those would be so great. Even though I know I would literally never, ever, ever wear them because I don't really go anywhere now where I need to wear heels. But for some reason, when I see like a pair of like really serious, like six inch, like mega, like heels, I I'm like, that would be amazing but I know I'm more of a comfy, like new balance shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, honestly, the first thing that came to my end, you know, this is another thing I've learned, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is probably the one you should go with. So 
the first thing that came to mind was honestly a pair of Birkenstocks, like a good old fashioned pair. Like mm-hmm. I love the freedom. I love yeah. the sandals. I hate my feet being enclosed. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah. And they're so supportive. And, and I have to have a good heel and be really supportive because I got flat feet. And so I think, honestly, I think me, even my personality, it would be, it would be a good old fashioned pair of Birkenstocks. That can be fun, oh, but I'm it. super supportive and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all about the freedom. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. Well, this has been amazing. And I'm so glad that you came on and shared human design with us today. Where can we find you on social media? If we're looking for um. you. If you're looking for me, if you type in Wit Unk, pretty much anywhere you can find me. Um, on Instagram, I am unapologetically underscore Wit. Um, and then TikTok, Snapchat, everything else is Wit Unk. So that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening. We will catch you later. Yay! Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day. 